Hello everybody, this is Coach Melvy coming to you live from Rebirth Dimension and I am having a wonderful um, manifesting morning. I am in my healing mode lately. I have not been in the mode to do anything when I come home, literally. I have so many things that I've been wanting to do and in my mind to do and it's just when I come home from out of the matrix I'm exhausted and I need to recharge so the rest of my evening is pretty much in whatever I feel I need to do whether it's music whether it's taking a hot bath and soaking or whether it's um, going onto my Gaia channel and listening to a document um a discussion or something and getting downloaded some information sometimes it's just dead silence i haven't had my tv on i think yesterday for about maybe an hour or two at the most um i had the tv on and i hadn't had it on in a week and i don't have the urge to watch television as much as i used to now if they had more channels on there that were more inspirational you know that had meditation and things of course i would watch it but i just don't because it's not for me it's just a fantasy thing you know you're seeing things on there that's like okay that's a tv show it's not real but realizing that these tv shows sometimes can overpower the mind and have you thinking all kinds of things you're in fear because you're watching all these criminal mind shows and detective shows and the next thing you know you're going down the street and all of a sudden you start thinking anything bad can happen because of what you saw on television or on the news or you heard on the radio. And, you know, we don't realize how much we do live our lives based on these these stories that we're being um, uh, given. So um, and that's not what I wanted to say, but apparently there was a reason I needed to say it. So I'm trying to wean myself off of social media. It's not easy because I've done it for so long. And then at the same time. I know a part of what it is I'm supposed to do as far as my journey and the, the assignment that I have here on this earth while I'm here to plant seeds um, is to reach out and speak to those that need it. And so I am a counselor, coach, um, minister, holistic healing, counseling, you know, all of that um, life coach. Um, I'm a Reiki master and I don't put that out there, you know, just to throw my chest, but I, you know, because, but the, I'm just letting those people know that really are searching for some other alternatives of help outside of using just a normal everyday. And I don't talk down to it because it, again, it depends on who is good for them. Only, you know, but, um, I would say that, you know, if you need a psychologist, Go ahead and see a psychologist. If you need psychotherapy, get psychotherapy, you know, but everyone doesn't need those, those tactics. You know, you may need counseling, but it depends on what kind of counselor you need. It also depends on what kind of counselor that you are, um, pulled to. And, um, so there is something for everyone and everyone might not agree that, you know, we're still at that prospect where some, um, areas of um counseling um they're not too keen on allowing other things to happen but the, you know other kind of counseling techniques to come in but the thing we need to realize is 
that um, God being who God is, the source of everything, is the one that's allowing this. No one's, you know, there's nothing on this earth that's not um, God breathed into. So we need to realize that flesh can sometimes get a little discombobulated. Um, um, so we need to really just, you know, um, pay attention to what our spirit is telling us individually. So with that being said, I want to just kind of like share a little bit of myself because I've been detoxing myself and, um, I um wanted to I wanted to um tell everyone, you know, just kind of share some things that I've been dealing with and going into this 2020 year where um I've been doing a lot of crying and a lot of um releasing things and healing and in order to be and for any for in order in my opinion, this is my opinion only. In order for anyone to be a great coach, counselor, teacher, whatever it is, leader, frontline person, whatever you want to call it, um, I think, my again, my opinion that sometimes we need to be able to take the wall down and show our vulnerability that being showing who we truly are sometimes we need to show the chink in the armor we need to show the weakness not saying that we are weak all the time because everyone has their moments of down um they have down moments and we need to really just understand that because we are quick to say well you're a counselor you shouldn't be going through this you're a pastor you shouldn't be going through this you're a teacher you shouldn't be going through this etc you should have all the answers. But I want to remind everyone to let you know again that those same people that we're looking to to uplift us, we also have to be uplifted. Because we go through our own. Again, all of us are human. And you may not have that particular role in your life or so you don't think you do, but you actually do. You just don't realize it. But um, we all need uplifting. We all need healing. We all need to be cared for and sometimes we have to face our own fears as counselors and ministers and teachers and whatever um we have to pull back from what we're doing in order to get ourselves together because we're poured out and we have no more to give and sometimes we have our own even in through our own teachings and counseling and everything of others sometimes we have to we see our own um weaknesses we see our own um areas in our lives that need healing and so we need to address those as well and um sometimes it's good to just let everyone know this is what i'm dealing with right now this is real it's it's real not for you to step on and and and, and be, be little a person or you know talk about this is not your opportunity to put yourself up above them or put anyone else above them or, you know, vice versa, however you want to do it. But what I'm saying is it's, it's, it's healing is for everyone. 
and it should be recognized as such. Um, I remember growing up, and this is one of my little testimonies from my life. I remember growing up where I, I remember I wasn't allowed, and I think this goes for a lot of kids. You know, I wasn't allowed to have a voice. I wasn't allowed to say what I felt. I mean, even if it was in respect, you know, you were taught respect initially as you just, that's just what it was. You were taught respect, but you weren't given the option of having a voice at all. You just, it was just, this is what it is. And this is what you do. Don't matter what you feel. Don't matter what you like, no matter what you don't like it. It just, what it was, what it was. So the, the um, freedom of expression was never there. It was never given, you know, it was yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Um, um, whatever, even to the point of young adulthood where you have to be forced to go to school and you're not ready. And it's just a lot of things that you, I know I'm remembering that I was not allowed to do. And it, because of that, it shut me down. It shut me down to even experiencing life on another level that I possibly could have even been more, you know, it took me to get to adulthood 30, 40 40 years old or something to realize that, okay, there's more to me. There's a reason I was the way I was when I was a child. You know, there's a reason that people flocked to me as a kid. There's a reason that people beat me up as a kid. Yes, I did endure bullying and it was not fun. It was very uncomfortable. And, you know, because you're the bullier, bully, bully, you're the one being bullied. Sometimes you try to find other people to bully just to make yourself feel important so the bullies will leave you alone. That was my mindset. And that always played against me because I was little. So very much played so against me. I wasn't always trying to be a bully. It was more or less my mouth. But I didn't even have a bad mouth most of the time because I was too scared to talk up for myself. I was too scared to push back. Even going into adulthood, I remember sometimes in churches, you weren't allowed to say certain things. You weren't allowed to have an opinion. It was their way or the highway. So you still are stuck in that that maze of there's no way out, you seem, until, unless you just, just happen to just run through the wall and bust through a wall or a bush or whatever in the maze is and just get out. You know, it didn't, you didn't care anymore. So um, I'm looking at this and I'm realizing a lot of the things that, cause me to make the decisions that I make or even can stop me right now because I feel like oh my god I can't do this because of whatever somebody someone else is gonna say what what are some of the things they're gonna think about me if I say this but I'm realizing now that there's a truth in me that has to be told and sometimes it's not always gonna be a good truth it's not always going to be happy. It's not always going to be good, but it needs to be said because there was something that I was supposed to say a long time ago. I was, I am, I am, um, entitled to share and, um, I try to do it respectfully as much as possible. And sometimes it comes across very curt. It can come across very curt because sometimes, Unfortunately, that's the way some people, not all people, understand things like that. Sometimes you have to go hard. Sometimes you can just slide right on through, you know, and just get it out the way. And it's appreciated. Those who really need the hard, honest truth, they appreciate it. Those who aren't ready, they will they will give pushback. They will give pushback. I gave pushback when I was young, but I gave pushback because I wasn't allowed to even speak up. It was, you know... 
I kept being put in a box. At least I felt that way. And that all, yeah, that did get me in trouble. I was always the one little child that I went and did pretty much. If it, if it pulled to me, I went and did it. You know, I was the one, the little three-year-old that took her little friend on our little tricycles and around the street, around the corner to the store. And I wanted a popsicle, but my daddy, because I didn't have any popsicles in the refrigerator. And, you know, I went to the grocery store, but the neighborhood knew me so well. And the grocery store knew me, the grocer knew me very well. He knew my dad. So he called my dad <laughs> and had my dad come around there and get me. And I'm in the store saying, I want a popsicle. And so, of course, I got a spanking for it, you know, because, of course, my parents were worried about me. I didn't understand. <laughs> but, it, you know, I was the one that I was supposed to be over a friend's house. And I went, walked off to another boy's house. I wasn't fast. I wasn't trying to be fast. I just, okay, let's go. I was. I didn't think anything of it. I was just being a kid. You know, I was just that one that whatever pulled to me, that's where that's the direction I went to. I was that that person who wanted to journey and experience life. And OK, what is that about? You know, I was the one that everyone. I was always opposite of what everyone else did. Just weird. And when I tried to fit in with the crowd, it played against me every time. So I finally learned to accept who I am. But now I don't have to push back so much. My only weakness now, well, not the only, but the one weakness that I'm dealing with now is not being so concerned about what it is I say and who who it is, how I dress, you know, because I like being my own eccentric self. You know, I love my gray hair coming in. It's beautiful. I love it. Everything is growing and I love the quirky way I dress and my loud, boisterous laughter and you know um you know the goofy things that i may say and sometimes i may come up you know all of a sudden out of nowhere it'll get really serious and everybody like, uh oh they'll look at me and be like oh male you know but i love who i am because everyone knows that i come from the heart and the one thing i just want to leave you with is be your authentic self it took me a while to realize some of the things that happened to me in my life. I remember, and I'm going to give you this story and then I'm going to end it. When my I was three years old, I have my memory from back then. I remember because my mom was still alive. It was that same year. Three years old was my year of first, you know, rem remembering everything from a childhood perspective. But um, it was in 72 and it's had to be in the summertime because it was warm and we were at home, my mom, my dad, my siblings and us. But two of my siblings were outside riding their bikes. And apparently we were going to get leave and go to my grandmother's house, which is about five, seven minutes away. And um, my sister and my brother were out riding. It, was late at, it wasn't late at night, but it was just dusk, just starting to get dark. And we were leaving. We were looking for them. And we saw my brother and my sister. And my sister said my brother had fallen on his bike and hurt his arm apparently he has cut it really bad or something and so what happened was i think my dad had them take the bikes back to the house i can't remember and then we got in the car and went down went over my grandmother's house and i still cannot remember this to this day why but i don't i don't know what was ingrained me ingrained in me my brother he's a rest his soul he's not alive anymore he was uh he died uh, some years ago, 
um, when I was eight, I believe. And um, what um, that we got out of my grandmother's house, back to the story. And he was, I remember we walked in on the porch. It was one of those open porches, but it was closed in. So it was like an outside porch. So you could feel the outside elements if it was cold outside. But it was, it, like I said, it was um, closed in with glass. So we walked in on the front porch and came in through the living room. I remember distinctly one point where he was sitting in the living room, in the living room, in a chair by the book built-in bookshelf that my grandfather had made, and he was wrapping his arm up with the gauze that my grandmother had given him. And now, mind you, I'm three years old, so don't ask me where this came from. And he was my brother. That was the only brother that I knew at the time. And he was my favorite brother. You know, I loved him to pieces. We had the same room together. I had, I slept in my crib. He slept in his bed. So I was the, I was the one that got on his nerves the most. <laughs> but I remember walking past him while he was wrapping his arms up, his arm up, I'm sorry. And he, I looked at him with this disdain. It was like, you disgust me, you know, this look. I just, something inside me welled up. And I looked at him and I looked at his arm and I said, you, you ugly. Just like that. And I look, and he looked at me with, he just looked up at me like he couldn't believe I said what I said. And it was like he was about to start crying. He was probably, gosh, he probably was, 10 8 or 9 in at the time I think I don't even remember I think they were in junior high school I can't remember anyway um 5 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 he probably about 9 I'm thinking of the year okay I'm thinking all out anyway um what happened was he <laughs> um he looked up at me with this disdain. I mean this this hurt feeling. And all I could see was it was a combination of you hurt my feelings by saying that and leave me alone. I'm disgusted by you, little girl. <laughs> and he literally I mean literally his eyes were like almost ready to cry when he looked up at me, but the only thing he said was Leave me alone. Get away from me. Get away from me. And when he said that, I just kind of sneered at him and walked away. And to this day, I still do. I don't know what it was. I don't know whether it was just a look. It was like a disappointing look that he I gave him. Like, I'm disappointed in you. And why did you let that happen to you? And, uh, I'm disgusted. So the only thing I knew to say at three years old was, you ugly. You know, and I had to really go back and you know, think about that and apologize to my brother, even though he's no longer here. And it happened this morning. And I don't know where that came from. But it was something that ingrained in me that caused me to want to react that way to someone who I was only three years old. And I don't know why this fits into this message, um, but finding yourself is very important. And sometimes that may mean Going back to figure out why you reacted to certain situations in your life, why you react to certain situ situations the same way you do now, 
you know, what what's the root cause of it? You know, and a lot of it came from what was ingrained in me. You know, this is the way you think. This is the way you do. This is what I saw. This is how everything was from my eyesight. This is what I saw. And a lot of people will say, no, this is what this meant because you were little. You didn't understand. The thing about it is one thing you never let someone tell you is you didn't understand because you were little. But your spirit as a child understands so much more than people will ever know. When you are three years old and you're four years old, that's the that you're the, cl- you're the closest to God you will ever be. Because you have not yet been so ingrained till you can't feel what the spirit is saying. That's not right. Something's wrong with that. Okay, I can't say anything, but you're wrong, you know. So never let someone tell you because you were little at the time you didn't understand. Your spirit understood. Your mind, your ego, your flesh may not have understood, but your spiritual body, the Christ in you, excuse me, the Christ mind in you understood everything that was going on. And it was trying to point you in one direction, but yet you have all these other mentalities and egos that are around telling you what not to do. But your spirit is screaming. Mm-mm. So those are the things that we need to go back and figure out why. So we can find out who we truly are and get back to being who we truly are and continuing on our journey whole and, and happy and healthy. And can hear from our spirit mind clear and and walk the walk and walk the path because we do have an important assignment while we're here. So that's what I wanted to share with you all. I went on a tangent, but actually I'm hoping that the seeds were planted and that you got something out of it. I am available for meditation sessions. I am available for coaching life coaching sessions for spiritual counseling sessions. I'm also available for Reiki healing sessions. Um, feel free to send me an email at rebirthdimension at gmail.com or you can call and leave a message and I will return your call to try to set up a session. Um, you can contact me at area code 248-660-0185. We got, I can also do um, group meditation sessions if you're here in the Lebanon, Tennessee area. We do group meditations um, in person. And you can set up one at your own home. I can come to see you. If you're here again in the Lebanon area, you want to set up a meditation session, I can come and we set up one for you. Or we, will, we can also do them online. Therapy sessions, counseling sessions by via conference call. Or via web conference, we can also do the meditation sessions and um, group sessions as well by um, web conference. So you do have those options. I also do mentoring as well. So please contact me and let's see what we can do together. Wishing you the best of love and light. You all have a wonderful week and take care and God bless.